Blog Talk Radio. Today, we have two phenomenal guests on our program on today, and of course, my co-host, Brother Guru, is on his way to the phones as we speak, And but today, we're going to be joining our first segment by a person, again, from my hometown. Y'all know I'm from my hometown while I'm here, and that's Mr. Alfonso Watkins. He is a psychotherapist and counselor at the Wake Up Program. He has over 20 years' experience 
working in the Milwaukee community, having worked in Milwaukee public schools. Um, he's having worked. He has a BS in community education and a master's in educational psychology. And then I have to say this part about him: he has excellent, excellent vibrational energy. Um, it really will pull you in. He has a strong presence, and you can feel him. Um, his his commitment to making sure that those of us who are in need of some additional support can get that kind of support and guidance uh, and be redirected. So without further ado, good morning, Alfonso. Good morning. Good morning, Queen Mother. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Good, good. Tell us a little bit about this wake-up program that you work for. Tell. I lo- First of all, I love the name because it says wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing I must um, do is always give honor and praise to our creator for creating yes. us in his image and in her likeness and giving us the breath of life an opportunity to live another day, and hopefully we will be positive and productive human beings. Secondly, I must give honor and praise to our ancestors, male and female, who sacrificed their blood, sweat, and tears so we may enjoy some of the freedom that we have here in the wilderness of North America. Um, The Waco program is um, a program that um, I created in 1997, I started out um, working with the uh, first-time juvenile offenders program, uh, providing the services of mentoring and tutoring. And, and as um, I have evolved, the wake-up program has evolved. So um, I have evolved from, once again, providing mentoring to, and tutoring to providing um, psychotherapy. Okay. Wow. So, so, you're, so you're, I'm not even sure you're consumer-based. Your client base are pretty much young people? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, a lot of work that I do with young brothers and sisters are young brothers and sisters um, on their way to corrections, coming out of corrections, um, living in treatment, foster homes, group homes. Um, at some, some, some of the babies are at home. So it's, it's a variety of places where they're, where they're at. But I'm, I'm, I'm an in-home lead therapist, so... My work is done in the community. I very seldom have cases where I work out of the office, um, but I bring the young people to the office. But my work is done in the home and, and in the community. Wow! You know what I had? You know I knew you. I was not aware that I, I mean I knew you were in the community because that's where I met you at. I knew you were <clears throat> that right there. Oh. You you have you have to really have something inside. I'm telling you, I know that you do, and that you are allowing that fine presence inside of you to to resonate because that's a challenge. When you're telling me you're dealing with young people who are in treatment foster homes, which is those who are not aware. I'm not sure if that's me beeping or not. If it is, I'm gonna have to figure out something. Uh, um, how how just first of all for them being put in foster care is one thing, and then to be considered to be in a treatment home, which means they have some some extenuating circumstances with their emotional and mental health, and then you're going into the home to deal with the, all that. Or, brother, I give you the highest level of esteem right now. I appreciate that, sister. I appreciate that. Because on a multi-level of, ish, a multi-level of um, impact, that you have to be able to deal with so much that is going to come your way. So, wow, that's an honor. You have really been honored and trusted by the divine creator to to handle this. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Yes. Oh. Um, I, I think from a, a personal level, I just think being able to um, 
understand, you know, that many of the conditions that, that our young brothers and sisters are experiencing, um, I've, I've come out of some of those same conditions, or I've been able to navigate my way through those conditions because I was born and raised here in Milwaukee. So um, some of the things that they have experienced, I have experienced. So um, when I'm able to make that um, that spiritual connection with these young brothers and sisters, because I, I recognize that this is spiritual work that, that those I do. I mean, then there are those of us who are aware of that, that we, we are dealing with young people in, in, in their spiritual development. So that's my therapeutic approach. And so once our young people recognize that you are genuinely concerned about their well-being, they are willing to establish a trusting relationship with you, and you can build, and you build from that. Absolutely. Now, now the question that comes in my mind is something I say all the time, and I know dealing with, um, of course, you know, you have a connection from your prior experience. One of the things I found, you know, I was, you may not be aware, but I was a teenage mom a teenage parent at a, at a young age, a very young age. And what I found is that the teenage girls now that are finding themselves giving birth are totally different. They're similar in that they're, teen, they're young women and they're giving birth. How do you how do you make that connection? Because I, I'm going to say you might be about my age, maybe a little, maybe, you know, in that range of where I'm at, maybe off a couple of years. But, how do you make that connection from the conditions that that we existed in to the conditions they exist in, or is there really a difference? Well, I, I think getting them see from a therapeutic perspective. I mean, you, we have to recognize a lot of deal with individuals on their stages of development. Um, some of um, what I try to do is, is try to get young people to really start to evaluate um, how they're using the the time that they have been given or been blessed with here on earth. And and then in the context of that, um, I try not to compare um, what we went through in the 70s and 80s to what these young brothers and sisters are experiencing in the 90s and in the, in the, in the in 2000s. Um, we were protected from a lot of the things that they are experiencing. Um, we, we were raised in, 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 in a community where, you know, we we walk to school, so that that's an entirely different environment where you have to get on a bus and and navigate your way through society to get to a to get to a school. And then also we were raised in in community where um, we seen um, brothers and sisters getting up, going to work, and so mm-hmm. our, our paradigm and our reality is entirely different from theirs and what they are experiencing. And even just with the technology. Um, I always share with young people, when we was coming up, there was no call waiting. You know, the line was busy, so you had to wait. You know, so just trying to get them down to a, a construct of, of that reality. And, you know, they laugh at that too, but so at the same time, getting them to understand that, you know, part of what they are experiencing, they have to share with me to help them navigate their way through what they have experienced. And, once again, that's part of establishing that therapeutic relationship to get to dive into what they are experiencing, and then how do we begin to build or get you to a point where you start striving to reach your fullest human potential? Mm. Now, that right there is key. How do we get to strive to experience our greatest human potential? Um, You know, I talk about exponentiality and and being able to understand that if you live from an exponential uh, concept, you will understand that what you initially present is only 
a minuscule representation of what you really can do and who you really are. And so, you know, I, I'm honored to hear you say that because I think that in those in that instance, those youth are looking and saying, well, I don't have anything to offer. I've, I've either been thrown away, I've, um, I've been thrown away, quote, unquote, I've been ignored, quote, unquote. They say that I'm crazy, quote, unquote. They say that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm disobedient. And um, so when you get to that place, how if you can, if you can, I didn't ask you this, share with me a little bit of how that looks for you from your perspective. I know that I know the premise for your foundation of your work and your spirituality. How do you get them to accept that they do have human potentiality beyond their current circumstances? What's some what's an example of some of the activities y'all do? Um it's it's a very challenging um process. I, I, I it's it's difficult to um um uh, introduce young brothers and sisters to this information within the time frame that I have because the reality of it is I, I may from a with the with how therapy is set up, I may see a young brother and sister um maybe three hours out of a week. Mm. So you know, so I so the the word that I have to speak to them have to it has to have an impact on their spirit to get them to resonate to want to meet with me next week. So you know, I try to um, once again, I'm I'm always trying to get them hit them with some words that will um, give them some insight to that I'm challenging their spirit to. Um, have some resilience, and once again, I, and I talk to the young brothers and sisters about spirituality because I'm, I'm trying to get them to understand before you can modify your your, your physical being, you, you have to start trying to have a relationship with your spiritual being, and, and I try to get them to understand that construct. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, so so that's part of what what in my relationship with them in the time that I have them because once again I always tell them tomorrow is not promised to us so while I have this time with you I'm going to challenge you I'm going to confront some of your beliefs and your morals and your values and we go through those words to get them to understand truly what those words mean and how those words are manifested in your characters and how those words are manifested in your personality so part of what I do is is a cognitive restructuring process in their in their relationship to terminology. Very good. You know that's my thing. I, I, I'm very much into transformation language, the transformation of language and understanding the power that language gives. And so oftentimes when I'm working with callers and clients and uh, doing my presentations and speaking, that's one of the things I talk about. But I'm going to put a pause really quickly. Um, Afonso, take a, a moment out. Um, our co-host has joined us, Brother Guru. Good morning. Good day, Brother Guru. Greetings. Good day, good day, good day. This is uh, our guest is on, Alfonso Watkins of the Wake Up Program, is sharing with us his journey in which he is sharing his vibration and, and love and energy with um, the population of, of uh, young people uh, here in my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so we are sharing that on today. But I just wanted to make sure I introduced you to him. Peace and blessings. How you doing, brother? Good morning, brother. Greetings. Oh, Greetings. Joy to meet you, brother. All right. All right. Yeah. So 
Now we're going to take a real pause for the break, a pause for the cause. We're going to do our commercial breaks, and then we'll be right back. We're speaking with Alfonso Washington today of the Wake Up Program. The number here is 646-378-1135. Welcome to all of you who have joined us on the phone line, sitting in the chat room, as well as listening via the Internet. I see a lot. I see you. I see you. And I'm not even working hard to do that. But thanks so much for joining us here on Moments of Conversation. We'll be right back after these words. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianaFourSpeaks.com. You can also join Marianna Four for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marianna Four, Not My Reality and Seeking Escape, two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern for Doing Business Exponentially with Marianna Four. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, ability, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marianne Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest asset and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call Four one four six zero four six two seven one. Live exponentially on purpose. I smile, I smile, I smile every time I hit that commercial because that commercial is done by my son, and I so love my children. Truly, I do. But we're here at our moments of conversation with Mary Nafula and Brother Guru this morning. We are joined by Afonso Watkins of the Wake Up Program. He is a psychotherapist counselor for the juvenile um, children who are in transition. That's how we'll say that. Children that are in transition, like many of us are. And he is sharing with us, and uh, he's, like as I said, he has a very high vibration of energy that I, I'm honored by. 
And like I said, he works with children sometimes in their own environment. They are in foster care. They are in first-time offenders programs. And that's a, that's a mouthful to be able to do that. So I take honor and privilege in being able to share this time and space with him. Um, during the break, Guru, you, you and he were talking about his personal transformation. Yes, yes. Go ahead and tell us a little bit. You can bring that in. I'm going to be quiet. i got to be quiet for a second. Yeah, it was very interesting um, what, what you were saying, uh, Brother Fonzo. Um, you said you served time in the military. Yes, and, and yeah, I guess that's how the conversation came up. Um, I served four years in the um, Marine Corps. I was in from um, 88 to 92. And, um, and part of... Um, that experience once again is is how they really the, it's a human transformation to condition you to the reality that you are going to combat and and that you at any point after boot camp can be on any place on the planet shooting at some individuals and they shooting at you based on whatever the policy or foreign policy may be a at that particular time so um that experience really gave me um some some insight to um who what truly the potential that I had as an individual and then truly the reality of the world that we live in so uh, once I came back in in ninety two that was another transformation of trying to get back acclimated to being a civilian or, or being back to what they say is a normal environment so that was another it's the transformation of, of going from a Marine to a civilian was a, a, another serious transformation. And um, I and I would say it probably took me six years to um, undo some of that um, that conditioning of, of, of being, you know, for for, the, for lack of a better word, they, they trained us to kill for four years. So to come out of that mindset and, and, and come back to having some humility and, and being humble and, and patient was was a, another transformation for myself. Wow, wow! So, yeah, like I say, uh, a lot of brothers and sisters really don't um, share or articulate um, what that experience is because it's, it's it's a difficult transition. And I was just blessed not to have to see any combat. Um, I, I was truly blessed, but I was in during the first Desert Storm, so I was prepared to go, but um, I. I Truly love Colin Powell because he saved so many young people's lives during that period. I love that brother. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so that I'm sure that was an interesting journey on um, both ends, meaning when you went in and you had to face uh, boot camp and all of that, and you know, the rigorous uh, training. But overall, um, what were some of your steps, if I may ask you, uh, in transformation back to, you know, uh, deprogramming yourself from that, um, washing your brain? Yeah. I, I, you know, it's – I really – I don't take any credit for my my transformation. I, I've, I've always been spiritually connected. I mean, even when, you know, as, 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 as I reflect back on, and I'm sure all of us, those of us who have – you know, went through this evolution of resurrecting ourselves. I've always been spiritually grounded. So, I mean, um, that process of coming out and then some of the things that, you know, in our journey we get to connect and meet with certain people and put in certain environments that gives us more 
insight. And, and I think uh, when I first got out, I um, came back to Milwaukee, um, and they were um, starting the uh, Malcolm X Academy, which was an Afrocentric curriculum or curric- a program that was designed from an Afrocentric base. So that experience, once again, just gave me more insight to who I was as a descendant of kidnapped and enslaved Africans. So that propelled me to another level of, I'm going to say, another level of understanding of who I was. So, so that experience had a, uh, had a major impact on my ability to make that transition because it, 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 it gave me a knowledge base to start understanding what my ancestors um, went through, what they experienced, and, and how we uh, continue to evolve to this day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's a transformation. I think that um <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you one of the things I found you were speaking, you shared with us that um how did you say it? You said you were condemned to kill and to come back to find the compassion and um the compassion that you had. The the, the honor you find in life. Is that, did I say it correctly? You, you're kind of breaking up. Um, I, I, I thought, could you say okay, it again? That, I, one of the things I heard you say that, that touched me and uh, was that when you said you had, to, you had been conditioned to kill, but when you got back, you had to retransform yourself into a new level of thinking to, to have compassion, to mm-hmm. have humility. That was the word you used. Yeah. And so I, I, that right there, that right there is something that I'm sure when you're dealing with your young people, you have to go there because we see killing all the time now. And I, I know when I deal with young people, they say, well, you know, I got to get them before they get me. And I don't recall having that mentality as a 13, 14 year old child. Right, right, right. And I mean, like I said, I think a lot of times when we talk about the environmental and social conditions that we live under, not just what our children live under, we minimize um, we minimize it uh, to a certain extent. We, we have normalized this dysfunctional um, environment and setting that we live in, and, and we have, ex- to a certain extent, accepted it. And, and just, I don't think we... We, we we have to create or redefine our relationship to this because um, our children are truly dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder because mm-hmm. of the conditions that they live in. So until we, um, as 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 providers, um, teachers, educators, until we sit down as um, descendants of, um, I'm always say enslaved and kidnapped Africans. And and we have to define what we are going through to change the condition. I think a lot of times we have allowed outside individuals dictate and determine and and put the diagnosis on what our problem is when they have not experienced what what the condition that created the problem. So So I think those of us who are educated and who have been able to keep or stay grounded in, in our Africanism or, or, or blackness, I think we have to create the terminology to define the condition, to change the condition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you were saying that, too, and especially the part about the post-traumatic, yes, of course, um, those of black African descent have the highest incident of that. But I will even say that it's becoming a national issue, not for the same premise, 
but it's becoming a national issue in that a lot of our youth and young adults experience that because we live in such a heightened um, society that says everything is urgent, everything is to be feared, anyone can attack you, anyone can take over, any you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just, you know, you're, you're absolutely right on that, absolutely right. We are talking with um, Alfonso Watkins of the Wake Up Program of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. His program deals with young people who are in transition, and he works with them to uh, assist them in transforming their thought processes into a more beneficial, and a term he uses is human, highest level of human potentiality, uh, which is another way of saying living exponentially. Um, we're going to be joined here. I'm here with Brother Guru. We're just chatting today. If you want to get in the conversation, you're already on the phone line. You know, all you have to do is push one, and then you can comment on the uh, program. You can get in and share some information with him. He works primarily with youth, but trust me, it works across the, across the age limits. I mean, there's not an age limit to wanting to be able to have a healthy mindset, as I often talk about, because the power truly is in your perception. The power is in the ownership of your perception, knowing that that perception is worthy of the honor to be owned by you, knowing that that perception that you own and that you have found worthy will produce an ended and necessary result. That's what it's about. So, Alfonso, tell me a little bit more about... um, you talked about the cognitive, I forget the term now, I didn't write down cognitive the whole thing. But I, it's a cog, cognitive restructuring. Yeah. When you talk about you begin with the youth by t- taking them through a um, query of what they really believe the words mean to them. Right. And how it is. Right. And and so after that process, what, what occurs or is that primarily the, the, the genesis of how that, pro, how that process starts? Yeah, it's like I say, it's a, it's a, I, um, as you can see, I'm a non-traditional type therapist. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I try to get young people to understand how the spirit works and, and, and how the spirit, um, and I always tell them I'm not trying to change your religion. I'm not trying to turn you into a Muslim or a Christian or a Buddhist or Hindus, but I, I just try to get them to understand that the spirit has, a certain way of manifesting itself, and in that process of manifest, the, the spirit manifests itself through thought, and and through thought, the spirit begins to create an image or a, it's symbolic imagery, and and through spirit, thought, and symbolic imagery, there has to be some form of a language or 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 some form of a word to express what what the spirit is trying to express. And so once the word is created, the word manifests itself in some type of action or behavior. So, mm-hmm. so when so as I, I show them on paper, and what words and how that looks, so they can begin to once again to start to see themselves as a spirit that is traveling in the flesh, that is traveling mm-hmm. in 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 this body, and and that eventually we all have to go back to that original source, which is spirit. So. Um, that kind of abstract thinking, I don't do that with an eight-year-old. I mean, because they not on that level. So you know, so not so when I have young people that young, I don't come to them with that type of abstract thinking. But a lot of our babies, when they get to about nine, 
I'm going to say 10 and 11, they can understand abstract thinking when it's introduced to them. So so depending on where they at academically, see, all that I have to, when I set the individualized service plan or their treatment plan, I have to have all that information so I know how to address their needs to get them to understand what I'm trying to introduce to them in this short period of time. So once again, it's it's a process. <clears throat> wow, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I understand that. It's almost like you're bringing them back. Bringing it them it back is, to, uh, brother. It is a resurrection um, process. And once again, I, I'm I'm truly thankful that I've been able to to connect with our ancestors in a way. I mean, a lot of times we don't talk about ancestral worship, but we, we have to begin to start having relationships and conversations about what our ancestors have been able to do in such a short period of time. Because a lot of times, uh, once again, I, I'm, 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 I like to talk about things from a historical context, that um, we as descendants of kidnapped enslaved Africans are coming out of a, a, a dehumanizing process. Yeah. And and we are continuing to strive once again to get back to our original state. So, a lot of times we don't un- if if we're not paying attention or not aware of time, we we put a lot put a lot of pressure on ourselves. But we have made some tremendous um, advancements in our own human development in the short period of time that we have been so called emancipated. So so a lot of times, once again, in, in, in the conversation I'm having with y'all, I have these with our young brothers and sisters just to get try to wake up their genetic memory. You know, because once again, our children are coming here ready. They're they coming here more advanced than we were because of the environmental and social conditions that they are being born under. And a lot of times when people talk about, you know, the crack babies and our children that they may have some disabilities, a lot of our babies are so talented despite the conditions that they came through. They are yeah. so bright. I mean, so, because I, I got, I, I'm working with young brothers and sisters who are crack babies, but they still have a level of intelligence and potential that has not been tapped into based on them, the educational system that they're coming through. That's exactly why, uh, that's exactly why I feel that the ancestors, have opened up the doorway for homeschooling over the last 10, 15 years mm-hmm. because it is important. It's not just about uh, society or the public uh, training our children. It's about us giving them that right food, just like you're saying, which is who your ancestors were and what is your purpose of being here. You know, right. Because they know what they're here to do and be. It's just our emotions and society's woes is what um, impedes that flow, and that's another reason why they probably do rebel. I understand exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm telling and you what you're saying is shining as bright as the sun, brother, shining bright as the sun. I appreciate that, brother. And uh, absolutely, and I think also what I find, too, is uh, I tell you this all the time, when you say you talk about the spiritual aspect, that's something that we have to get back to um, embracing our presence as divine presence is here. As I often tell people, you are a representation of the divine creator, the one that created all that ever was, is, and shall be. I mean, you don't have to put a title or, or box it into a religion. There is one that has created everything, and I think you can find that in every um, religion. As you said earlier, telling children you're not trying to alter them, 
Because once they understand that, that takes them to a new level of accountability. And um, I'm sure in your program that's what you're doing is you're, you're planting that seed for them to really understand that highest level of existence so that they can understand their ancestral connections. They do understand that that same power exists within them as I often tell people, you know, that power is in you. <laughs> right. Right, you have right. to activate it. You have to um, activate it. You have to know that it is valid. Right. You have to know and understand that it is something that it can have access to, and you can make it work in this present moment and forward and go forward with it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, Alfonso, you got us. You got us riled up today. You got us riled up today. Yeah. On average, um, on average, do you do group group lessons with the children as well? Or is it always individual counseling? No, I actually um, I do do groups. I'm in the process of um, creating a curriculum and, and and getting it evidence based. Because what what is going what's what is happening in a lot of the systems that we are um, dealing with, there um, the term now is evidence based programming. And, and what that means is that you have to go through a process, whatever curriculum or programs you have, you have to take it through this process that they have created to to validate or have some empirical research to validate that what you're doing is having an impact on the population that you are serving. So um, the curriculum I've been using is called Community of Self, and I've been using this curriculum uh, for about the last seven to eight years. But once again, uh, with the Department of Juvenile Corrections and um, um, some of the social service agencies, um, they're um, um, create or saying that you have to have an evidence-based curriculum. But the curriculum that I use, once again, is out of that Afrocentric um, African psychology or black psychology paradigm where it's a holistic approach to um, getting or any working with people to understand how, from the curriculum I use or I've created, from a spiritual perspective, how do you strive and have a relationship with the spirit? How do you live in the spirit and walk in the flesh? So, so that's that. That paradigm shift is is what I'm attempting to do within this curriculum. It's, okay, it's getting young I, brother. Excuse me, brother. No, go ahead and finish. I want to make a. I want to ask you a question afterwards. Go ahead, please. Um. So, and, and so in that context is the curriculum community itself. I, I walk them through understanding the the relationship of self. With family, with community, with society. So, community—it's not just about you. Your relationship or your collective consciousness is an evolution to having a relationship with the universe. So, once you start to see yourself in the context of my relationship to the sun, and everything in between that is an interconnectedness or interpersonal or interdisciplines type of construct, I'm going to use the word construct, then your decision-making process with how you use your body, how you use your mind, it transforms. Because then you understand that you are a reflection of the sun. You you live through the sun. So there's nothing in between you and the sun. So how do you begin to have a relationship with the sun? So that's, so that's some of the constructs of what I try to get in, in my groups with young brothers and sisters to get them to start doing it, and once again, the paradigm shift of not just living in the flesh. Okay. Go ahead, Guru, well, then I'll come well, after you. Go. Yes. Uh, I must speak to this because of uh, I see that, just like what you're saying, 
once you give a child this understanding and uh, they feel it and they remember it, you know, because just as we all, when we come into the physical through the womb of our mothers, you know, there's that knowing and that energy there because we are definitely stepping on the shoulders of our ancestors. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm kind of mucusy right now. <clears throat> my, my question is, how often or do you ever have an interaction between the child and their parent or do their parents come and sit in on some of these uh, conversations or, you know, uh, lessons? Um, within my group, um, no, I very seldom um, is, is able to have a conversation with the, with the parents. But at the end of my group, um, it's, it's a 13 sessions I call it 13 module group. The end is I call the last session is called a rites of passage. And and what I do is have a ceremony and I and I have them invite their wow. their uh, 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 individual that has been uh, a positive influence in their lives. And most of the time it is it is the mother and you know very seldom unfortunately that a lot of brothers are not stepping up to the plate um the way they need to uh but very seldom you know sometimes brothers come through or uncle um, but during that time, we share, I share with them about what we have done or what we have talked about in these um, 12 sessions. Um, when I do my individual sessions or my family sessions with um, with, the, with the entire family, it's difficult to um, present that information because due to the family dynamics and the young person being out of the home, I, I have to address the communication between the the, the the child and the mother. So most most of my focus uh, with the individual and family sessions is trying to break down the dysfunctional communication between the child and the and the in mm -hmm. the, the mother or the child and the mother and the father. Okay. So, so it's a different dynamics. Um, if I may speak to that, uh, number one, you definitely need to um, patent this program. So that will stay yours regardless of who uses it, mm -hmm. you know, because that's one of the things that's always been done to us, you know, since, say, so-called slavery, is we've always worked in their laboratories and all of those things, and they've capitalized and patented things that mm -hmm. basically was given to us by our ancestors. Right. And they made money for it, and, and we stayed, you know, you know, retiring with a watch and a, a pen. Right, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but let, they can't feel the real juice, you know. So, and that's in any instance. And I, and you know, that's in any instance. Whatever you have that you contribute, remember now, you 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 create that which you desire. So, if you, I, I have gotten to the the wake up moment recently or the dawning moment when I said, you know, someone said, oh, you give them so much, they're gonna take it and run. And why? For a moment, I was believing it, so I would listen to other people, and I would hear them saying and doing things that I do. And then I said, no, Mary, you need to find honor in that. But I'm right. You, you're right on time. This program seems to be one that we want to keep. Brother, do your research. If you want to reach out to me, you know I have a issue. You know I have um, background and development curriculum. I know you you got to run this morning. We've got another 15 minutes left in this hour, y'all. We're talking to Alfonso Watkins of the Wake Up Program in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. As you can hear, he has a phenomenal program uh, mm -hmm. for young people. Alfonso, I'm not clear, but is it just strictly that you work primarily with black African-American children or you work up with diversity of children? I, I do work with a diverse um, group. I mean, um, 
Okay. The unfortunate thing is a large percentage of our children are to make up the, the um, are placed in these this 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 the system. Um, but like I said, I do have I have white clients, um, Latino clients. Um, I've had a couple of um, um, Asian clients uh, among the Laos, Laos, Laos. So, um, but yeah, but there is a diverse group. But the large percentage of what um, the population of our, um, of the young people that's in the Department of Juvenile Corrections in the Bureau, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. part of the um, mm-hmm. I would say the system is 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 our babies. Absolutely right. Again, I have I have to I have to speak to that again. Uh, what I was saying before, the main reason why I said that is because he's given this information spiritually, basically, and he's applying it and, and giving it life. So mm-hmm. if it works, since it's working, as long as he protects it and patents okay. it, if anybody else uses some of it. And, and benefits in any way, shape, or form, meaning helping society or whatever, it's cool. But if somebody takes his program and changes something and then it stops working, it defeats the purpose of the program. That's the, that's the only reason why I'm saying that. So, you know, just like, for okay. example, anybody can make a lasagna. Everybody will basically make it their way. It's still good and still palatable, but it isn't exactly that traditional lasagna. You see, so therefore it's not law-abiding or structured. So that way... Either way, it's going to work because it's food. But overall, the original lasagna might be more palatable, you know, for everybody versus, you know, somebody putting a little hot sauce in it or some peppers. And somebody can't take peppers, you know. Just like some of our children might not be able to take, uh, okay, we're going to put math in this program. Why are you sucking math? It's not about them sucking in math. It's just they weren't taught or initiated the right way on the formula of math. That's right. So we need a rites of passage. And we've always yeah. had that structure. Every other na- nation has a rights of passage in their own way. We don't have that. That's just right. like the savings plan so that our children, if they do desire to go to school or just to start in life, we don't create a savings plan because we are consumers, not producers. Right. What he has right here is something that we could implement, just like hook on phonics. Your children don't necessarily need to go to school to be educated. They can be educated at home, but having the right curriculum Initiating your children to know that they do have a responsibility. That's one of the main differences between so-called Asians and us. You know, they've taken everything from us or everything been taken from us regardless of who. So there's some of us that are awakening, just like the brother saying, and then we're starting to implement these things, but it's on such a small scale Mm -hmm. that there's certain things that we have to do to catch up or to put us back in our divine rightly place. And what we do at home makes the difference. It's the necessity is there at home. Education, love and understanding, compassion, and all these things begin at home. Absolutely. And, you know, and no, you're right on time, Brother Guru, right on time. And, and, and everyone knows that I am an animate person for believing that until you can first love yourself so much that you just have love, self-love just oozing out of you, that's what allows you to love other people. Even when they don't love themselves, you're, you're oozing, your manifestation, your outpouring and reflection of love because love, again, is a divine creator. So yes. as the brother said, if you can understand the interconnectedness that we have to not only one another but to nature, you know I talk about all the time. Now you're going to take me back here. I'm going to get you, guru. <laughs> <laughs> Example, 
I tell, I use the example, and I may have used it here about the seed. You know, a seed is is in comfort with the other seed, and the seed is planted, and this seed has to trust that it has inside of it what's necessary and what is needed to be able to plant it to bust out of the shell of the seed and then and plant its roots into the dirt. Then it has to believe and honor and trust that it has the ability to begin to sprout a seedling. And that seedling is going to begin to dig deeper into the dirt, that it's going to begin to rise up, and it's going to meet a plateau where it's going to have to bump its seedling head against that very dirt that was packed down upon it. So in doing that process, this seedling continues to push and push and push and push. And at that moment when it's pushing, eventually that seedling breaks the dirt, breaks through the dirt and is able to receive the sun as the sun begins to feed into it and give it life and give it a time for it to grow. So y'all know I'm going there because it's important. And that's and my whole premise behind that concept that was given to me, if it happens in nature, it happens in you. You don't need permission to grow. You don't need permission to to alter your state of existence. You don't need permission to say, I no longer want to be bound and withheld. And that's what I believe that this brother is saying um, in his program. And I'm honored and I want to learn more. And I'm going to uh, try to reach out to you a little bit more and, and uh, assist you again. I'm, I'm here if you need me for the curriculum development on it. Okay. I, I, okay. I appreciate that, sister. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Yes. I, I want I definitely want that opportunity. Because I also really least. have to know that. Yeah. Excuse me. I just want to say that I, I totally agree with you, Empress, and uh, all that you do. That will definitely be assistance to both of you in reference to um, what he's doing. And who you are, Marion. You know what? You see, these folks are quiet. I just got a text, and they said, wow, this is deep, Right. See, I have to, somebody just texted me and said, "Wow, this is deep." And then I got another email that said, "This, this is this is a whole nother level of existence." Yes, it is. And, and as I tell people, it's about life. It's about being true to life. We've been we've been we've been denied. I say we, the nation, the globalized nation of of humans, have been yes. lied to about what it means to be in existence, right? We that is lied to. Yes, we, yes, we have. And 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 this and I think. Um, the time that we are living in, I mean, there's just so the, the the forces of the universe is is forcing um, us to to recognize a certain frequency or a certain consciousness. So so those of us who are who who walk in the spirit and and travel in the flesh, we, we're rising to another level of consciousness. And, and I think it's it's a universal. Consciousness it, it's, it's getting beyond just your race and your ethnicity, but I just always have to acknowledge or deal with us well, being descendants of, of, of kidnapped Africans that, that we are, the human being that that we are evolving out, have, evolving out has never been created. That What we coming out of was a creation of, of our fellow humans. So we, right. once again, we are coming out of a condition that is forcing us to rise to our fullest human spiritual potential, back to our original state. So we are a reflection of what humans truly had the capacity to be based on what we have experienced here in America. Mm-hmm. So we are a reflection Absolutely. of that potential because, once again, they, they, this has never been done 
what they did to us. And right. we still are producing human beings that are just blowing their mind about how we do what we do. Yeah. Absolutely. You so, in the pulpit now, brother. You in the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> you preaching. You preaching right now. Uh, I appreciate that. In my heart that. and mind, brother, yeah. in my heart and mind, it's, it's just yelling out. Everything goes 360 degrees. We or the ones who were in power eons of time, right, no matter what nation, nationality, or whatever, there was servitude, not slavery. It's different. You yeah. have horses. You're a farmer. You have horses and cattle. They, you put them to work. They're your beast of burden. They till the land. You control them, but still, you take care of them. You make sure that they are not sick. You make sure that they're well-fed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, brother. You know, there is no whip for the plow. It's just, okay. <laughs> so so the difference is there, but the reason why I'm saying that, all of this friction and all of this disagreeableness so that one group, not necessarily a, na- a nationality, but say a group of different people from different nations are benefiting from the misery of them all, all of that is changing because everything has to go back to that basic plan, that basic simplicity of love for the fact of love, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I got five potatoes and you don't have any potatoes. I'm going to give your family one potato, right. you know, regardless, because as long as I'm all right, you're all right. It's not just the fact that if I have all of this and you have nothing, you will attack me sooner or later. No, it's just sharing for the fact of sharing. The selfishness must end. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's no selfishness in love, true love anyway. Right. And that's really what time it is. It's like right. that sun shines on us all. Right. I, I love and appreciate that. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm holding myself down in my seat right now. I'm looking for a belt to tie myself down. <laughs> <laughs> all right now. Well, I just think it's exciting to hear things. And as I tell everyone, when you hear truth, when you hear something that aligns with you to let you know, that you are see this is divine spirit. That's why I say a spirit is very important. We must understand our spirits, we must understand our existence and our and our presence. Again, we are representation of the divine creator, made in the image and likeness of the divine creator. In every attribute we reflect. And it's not about again, it's life. The creator is life. Look around you. It is a reflection. Look in nature, you will see how you should be uh, living, and I say, and I look at the plants, and I look at the at the birds, I look at the way things procreate, and that's what I'm talking about. Even the predator prey situation, we have to understand that is in existence. So um, people try to put divisiveness on it and say, you know, oh, you know, you're this, you're that. No, listen, as the brother as, as brother Afonso just alluded to, my words I was going to say is 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 transcending beyond the physical constraints. Of the human mind, when you get into the divine mind, the divine eye, you are able to see and know more, and you can accept. That's why I'm able to do what I do here. That's why I can assist, you know, people as far away as New Zealand, or or they call me from Africa, the continent, the mass continent, who can call me from China, or what the lady called me from Jordan, Jordan the other day. So it's important for us to understand that the rites of passage is necessary. Regardless of who you are and where you are stationed, take yourself through a rites of passage. And what that means is you get to know your internal self, your divine self, your authentic self, and you understand your assignment. And you hear the code and you begin to activate it 
so that you are not subjected or relegated to the false memories of oppression, to the false memories of regression, to the false memories of divisiveness, to the false memories of limitations. That is not your reality. That is not your reality. Release it, let it go, right? How do, what did our five steps, our five steps tell us to do what? Recall, rethink, right? After you recall and rethink it, you come, you come to a resolution, then you resolve in that resolution, and then you release it because you're focusing on, on putting together that resolution to, to, to get to where you need to be. So I thank you all. Brother, Brother Fonzo, you were fun. Thank you. Thank you. I truly have enjoyed y'all. I appreciate the opportunity to share vibes and speak yes. into the universe. Um, and I hope that whatever I've said has not offended or disrespected anyone that was Never not apologize. Never apologize. Never apologize because your intention is to share light. Your intention is to do as your program said, which is wake up. There's right. never need to apologize for your experience, yes. your your coding. Oh, see, I, I got, oh, y'all done took me here today. Never apologize for that which is authentically, authentically you. Huh. See, there I go, Guru. You see I'm talking that, about That's, that's go, true, go that's true Queen Mother. But there is a, there's a, like I say, there's a humility or there's a humility side that sometimes when we speak the language that we speak, certain words in certain contexts do offend. So I'm just putting out into the universe for those who have heard my voice, it was not my intent. To offend. Okay. And right there, I and right there, I must say that if just like my mother, my mother was that kind of person. She talked hard and direct in a sense, but overall, if you listen to what she said, and if you apply that information, let it marinate or whatever, you'll see that she's talking out of love and compassion, just that she's firm in her words. Mm -hmm. You know. So what you're saying is love and share your energy. Let your light shine in love, no matter who or what you are, and the world will be a better place. Now, if somebody believes that, they got to be hate, malicious, and blah, blah, blah. They're sick, so therefore they need your program, so come on down. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, I'm going to get your information so we can break Before bread. Before you go, I think we may have a caller. Let me see if this is a caller, caller, or if this is our next guest. You know, I did not write down the brother for the second hour guest. Before you go, you got about 30 seconds. You said we yes, got a minute. You got yes. Okay, let me see if this is a caller's reference to you. Great dawning oh, and welcome to the conversation. This is Sanchez Gardner. Oh, okay, Sanchez. Hang on the line. We're gonna get you in about ten seconds. Okay, we're okay. wrapping up right now. All right. Um, again, brother, that's what I thought that was him, but I felt that energy, and I should have went with my intent, with my with my notification. I should know by now that when things come to me, it's not just by happenstance. I get them too often. All right. So bro again, brother Afonso, welcome to the Wake Up Program. He's gonna follow up with me, and I'm gonna follow up with him. And brother Guru and I are gonna gonna support this brother in in in. Uh, finalizing all the steps as necessary and uh, to make it about because all it is always about having life built and then having longevity that leaves a legacy that can be heard and seen over and over again and increased. Thank you again, Brother Afonso, for joining us here today on Moments of Conversation. Peace, love, and honor extended on to you and healing. All right. Peace and blessings, family. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk soon, Afonso. Okay. Peace. All right, we are coming up on our second second. Oh, I'm saying the wrong thing. Pray, pray. 
coming up on our second segment here, uh, Moments of Conversation. We're going to be joined by Sanchez Starter today. She's a phenomenal poet. Uh, I'm not even going to say anything more because this is going to be all up through the second half. I'm just kidding. But thank you for joining us here on Moments of Conversation. We'll be right back after this. Tune in 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion Afford. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Doing Business Exponentially. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038 or by visiting E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marianne Ifua, change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Don't change 
Is there a particular theme that you find yourself writing more about than others? Or I know enlightenment well, may be umbrella. Most of my pieces have a, a spiritual content, and and then the majority of them, you know, I talk about the, the blackness, and I talk about the essence of black people, and um, it's a lot of it, you know, different things, um, history, politics, whatever. Uh, I mean, whatever comes to mind. So. Mm-hmm. I basically mm-hmm. just write what I hear. Okay. So when you say you hear, uh-oh, guru. Mm-hmm. What you, what do you, what do you mean <laughs> with what you hear? What, what, does he, what do you mean what you hear? I normally get up early in the morning, probably about 3, you know, after I do my meditation period. I started hearing poems probably uh, Sometimes thirty a day, sometimes ten. I mean, it, it, it varies. It depends on how long I'm in tune to the source. So I just I write what I hear, and um, you know, I try to share it with everybody as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So, so can we find you? And like, so when you, so I, I'm I'm at the, I'm still at the place where I'm hearing you say you hear. So you can hear. So you're you're in your meditative state. You are able to hear the poem, and then once you leave the meditation, you're able to write them down. So that might happen for a long or throughout the day, or just. It's like that now. At first, um, in 2002, I actually started getting a real bad headaches, and um, I would get migraine headaches. And um, I was with my aunt on this particular day, and she was like, "What's wrong?" I said, "I keep getting this bad headache." And um. I said, but I'm hearing poems inside my head. And she said, maybe you need to write them down. So once I started writing the poems down, the headaches went away and the poems started to increase. So they went from five to maybe ten to sometimes 30 a day now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange. It's a, it's a unique process how I do this thing. But um, I tell most people, if you listen, you can hear all day. I mean, the water speaks to you, the, the birds, I mean, whatever. I don't know. But um, you have to listen. And people today, they're too bogged down with too much static. I got a piece called Static. It's like back and forth and around you go. Will it ever stop? Do you really know? Your thoughts constantly spin like the radio dial. You don't have the patience to be still for a while. So busy, you switch channels from here to there. Your mind is all clogged. There's too much static in the air. He's sending you a message that you will never hear because you're too focused on the world and the message isn't clear. He's sending you a message you just don't understand because the music that you hear are the sounds from a man. TV or radio, which one will you do? Once you find the right station, his voice will come through. Mmm. Mmm. Too many frequencies floating around right now, and everybody is, is, is caught up in, in hearing the wrong things. Um, it's, it's really weird. I'm, I'm I'm a truck driver, so like I said, I was sitting on my truck once in West Virginia, and on this particular morning, I was watching the moths, and they kept flying to the le- this left post. So I'm like, what are they doing? And after watching the, their trails for a while, I heard a piece like a moth drawn to the light constantly bumping my head in the dark of the night. After many years of insanity, really I should know, it's a painful experience following that glow. Why do I do it? By now I should see. It's bright, it's warm, it's just not for me. Someday, when I go back in time, 
I realize you can't follow everything that shines or sparkles or glitters or it's polished like brass. It's even worse when it's covered with glass. I'm tired of getting hurt. I'm tired of being misled. I'm tired of going in circles continuously bumping my head. So I tell people, not only do we hear artificial sounds, but we we see artificial things and we follow those things and we bump our heads. Absolutely. Now that right there is is a good piece. That's that's a great, actually a great analogy of how so many of us do that. We bump our heads and we still keep going down the same path instead of listening. You know, the light is one that should draw you, but if that light is not the, the official light, then you need not go to it. I like that piece. Um, tell me a little bit about where we can – do you have your poetry where people can access it, or is it just still in your private collection? Well, you can go on Barnes & Noble. You can go on Books A Million. Um, you can order them off the line. Um, Google Sanchez Gardner. I don't have a website right now. I think I'll develop one again, but – you can Google Sanchez Gardner and you'll see the books listings, or you can, um, like I said, go to Barnes and Noble. And if they're not in your bookstore, you can ask or um, order it from the from the from the um, order from the order um, thing they have there. Barnes and Noble books for me is the same thing. So they, um, my books actually translated in seventy five different languages around the world. So you know, whatever language you speak, I got a book for you. All right. So, so give me a title of one of the books, and and, and can we do that? First, Is that possible? Yeah, my first book was called Hidden Treasures, and I dedicated that one to my my grandmother. And then the next book was called Breaking the Chains, and after Breaking the Chains, um, my third book was called The Pearls of Marche, and that's my middle name. And then I did a book called Route Four, like Route sixty six, and then the mm-hmm. last book. Called the Book of Sanchez. Hmm. Guru, are you jumping in? Are you jumping in, Guru? Is that you tapping? Yes. Um, I'm actually. <laughs> I didn't do my homework on uh, Brother Sanchez. I didn't even. I wasn't even informed of all of this. <laughs> it's actually a surprise to me. That's awesome. Well, it's not. It's a surprise, surprise, because he's definitely an awesome man. Definitely awesome, awesome brother. Um. What I would like to ask him is, uh, who are some of the well-known people that he's been in contact with? Oh, I um, I speak with Nick, uh, this poet, Miss Nikki Giovanni, on a regular basis. She's like my mentor and my friend. Um, I talk with Sonia Sanchez a lot, and a variety of local poets. Just you know, just just you know, not not not, not such as famous, but those are probably the two most famous poets who I've been in communication with. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, Nick and we actually started um, in 2005. I sent a lot of my pieces out to a variety of people, Tyler Perry, over with me and different people. And out of everybody, she was the only one that called me back. She actually called me, you know, when I was driving my truck in Ohio. And uh, I got the call, and she was like, hey, I'm the Sanchez Gardner. I said, speaking. She said, how you doing? This is Nick and Giovanni. Well, I dropped my cell phone. And I had in lunch hour traffic, so I had to pull my truck over, and it was making a lot of noise. So I had to slam the brakes. And she was like, as I got my phone back, I thought she had hung up. And she was like, Sanchez, are you all right? And I was like, yes, ma'am. And I was like, I'm glad you're still on the phone. So we became good friends. And um, she she got, um, I sent her like five pieces. And I sent her a piece called Pearls. And by her being a Delta, 
you, like Fresh Heads, if you don't mind, I'm going to promote this Pope, this piece, you know, to as many people as possible. And it's a, it was actually the first poem that I wrote. It's called Pearls, and it's black women. My sisters, stop selling your pearls. You can work with your mama gave you, but don't give it to the world. A pearl should be kept fresh and pure inside, and that can't be done if anybody can ride. Be selective of your passengers before it's too late because there are thousands of infections that don't discriminate. I know that you know. Now act like you do. Earn your money honestly without it humping on you. If you can't find a brother, then do it yourself. God will be your lover. Here's all the wealth. However, some of you prefer loose because it's cash still now. Just lay yourselves out then and have breasts like a cow. But I'm telling you, you know, and you've heard it before. Think before you turn off your lights and close your bedroom door. This is something very serious that women should teach little girls. Use your mind to get on top and cherish your pearls. So she liked that piece. And, um, That's awesome. That is a very powerful piece. I see why she would call you um, and why she would utilize that poem as, as a way to promote it. It's very, 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 very well put together. Nice. Very nice, Sancha. So it's all by itself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I actually, I actually met her for the first time um, this year, this past January. She came down and spoke at an MLK banquet. Okay. And uh, she actually let me introduce her with poetry. So Beautiful. that was that was awesome for me. Beautiful. So go ahead, Guru. Go ahead and ask her other questions that you want to inquire. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Uh, Brother Sanchez, uh, yes. do you have a few poems that you would like to uh, uh, recite? I share with you. I can recite all 76 with um, 100. You give me a, you give me a taco, and we'll go from there. Okay, can Something you do you one from your first book, the one that you dedicate to your grandmother? Do one from Hidden Treasures. Are you able to pull it out of your mind like that? Yeah, actually, Pearls Pearls was in Hidden Treasures. That was dedicated to my okay. grandparents. I'll do one okay, for you, though. Okay. You were formed from a rib, God's precious life, to be a sister, a mother, a God-fearing wife. And it's okay to be sassy and classy. Have a dual with grace. You're the mother to the world. So wear a smile on your face and let your light shine bright because the entire planet needs to know that God named you Eve. So, Steve, you've got to go and allow the real women to multiply and replenish. Because when God made a black woman, he said it was good when he finished. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I could do some more. I got, like I said, I got pieces. I mean, multiple pieces. So, y'all pick what? the topic. We are talking. Now, what would you say? What would you say your your personal favorite piece that you've written? What would you say my, your my, favorite piece? My personal favorite, probably mm-hmm. probably the piece I got called for you. But um, um, I actually did a piece called Blackness, and they put that in Essence magazine in a special thirty page tribute to Michael Jackson, and it probably got the most notoriety because it, they actually printed up. Um, like 40,000 more editions of that magazine because everybody wanted to have his pictorials and information on him pertaining to his death. So right now I'm kind of proud of that piece because I know for a fact it's in Janet's house. It's 
It's in Tito's mm-hmm. house. It's in Oprah's house. It's in everybody's house. And as soon as they, they get at the point of time, when they open it up and they read that piece, hopefully it's going to touch them. And, you know, my phone was first, and they had one from my angel last. So um, I, I made a good cut right there, I think. Absolutely. So is that your personal favorite? Is that the one you you have a, you consider to be your favorite, if there is such a thing? I got I don't I don't have one particular favorite because I'm just really I'm 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 really glad to be hearing what I hear. And um hopefully I, I want everybody to have the opportunity to at least one day, you know, either see it on a cup or or hear it, you know, from me or from somebody else. I don't know, through songs or whatever, but I like all the pieces and all the pieces have a special place in my life, like I said. You know, some um, after after um, sharing peace with people, I've I've met a lot of conscious people, and they actually have to sometimes help me own the piece. I have a piece called <laughs> Superman, and when I first was the first answer to that, I was asleep, and I, when I woke up, I didn't I didn't understand what I had been written, but the piece is like red is the color of life, flowing through natural beings, often forgetting ethereal once it hits the air. That message very vague to me until I received an answer through my hair. Now I feel like Samson with the strength of a thousand men. I know there's only a select few who knows the lives take my skin. I'll give it to you plainly, and I hope you see through the smoke. Superman dwells in many people, and this is no joke. Science mm-hmm. knows the truth. However, they gave it to you in a cartoon. Once I remove the kryptonite, I'll control the planets as well as the moon. I hope you get this message. And I hope that you understand. The world doesn't want you to know. However, you're really super, man. Mm-hmm. This planet, they don't want us to know that we're gods and goddesses. So if we can keep keep them from finding out who they are, you know, we can always have control over them. And they spend billions of dollars doing this every year, trillions of dollars on mind control devices, uh, supplemental messages. You know, um, right now we got a, a, a pandemic going around, and I'm not trying to belittle anybody, but we got a pandemic going around with male, males wanting to be females. So I saw this coming along in 2006. I did a piece called Sagging. Um, Sagging is a fashion statement where pants are worn on the behind. It's basically a subliminal message so your thoughts are more on the decline. You should consider your appearance and the things you say and try to stay focused for more than a few hours throughout the day. You need to realize, rapping is an act. They're putting on a show. Whenever you go to the circus, be dressed like Bozo. So I did a lot of campaigns and spoke to a lot of um, kids doing that. I don't know if you guys know Michael Bazin, but he actually mm-hmm. let me speak during his mentor um, tour to the youth with that, that piece right there. And I actually did two pieces for him. The other one was like, the time has come. To elevate your mind, sagging is inappropriate, so let's leave it behind. Please take a good look in the mirror. I think about me. The crack in your behind is not what I want to see. The N-word was used out of ignorance. How a sagging is worse because they both have the same meaning. One spells in reverse. Mm. All right now. All right now. It's interesting how this... Go ahead. I just want to say it's real interesting how this program uh, came together. Uh, uh, Sanchez's uh, energy in this program and Brother Alonzo, who, who just left, 
in reference to uh, expressing that natural love and truth and everything starts in the heart of a child, you know, because if you let children teach us more so than us teach them, the world will be like what Sanchez says in some of his poems, which is, you know, just like the beautiful, loving rays of the sun. It shines on everybody, mm-hmm. you know, just shines on everybody, and that will really right the world again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm just really taken aback that you will understand that, that you have been given this divine gift, and I'm sure that as you are traveling across the many highways and byways, um, the messages come as a result of you being open to receive the messages, first and foremost. Oh, yeah. And so, they, so when they come out, they're just simply, you know, the 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 response to the need of that particular area. Mm-hmm. I you spoke know. with a, um, a college professor yesterday, and she was, um, she was saying, well, Sanchez, maybe you need to go to college to actually learn a different forms of poetry. And I was like, can you give me an example of what you're talking about? So every form of poetry that she she, she basically um, was talking about sonnet. She was talking about quatrain. So I was like, you know, I really don't even know what that means because I never really studied English. I was I hated English in school. But um, I would, like, describe one to me, and every time she was, would spit out something, I would get for a poem that went along with what she was saying. And I, I tell people, um, I don't know if you guys are, I studied the scriptures, I studied the Quran, but then the scripture that says in um Acts chapter eight chapter eight, verse twenty, um, Peter was saying to this guy named Simon, he was saying, You need to get away from us because you thought the gifts of God could be purchased. Well, I tell people <clears throat> once you go to a university, you actually learn it from a man. And um that's not to me, that's not divine intervention. Um when God God has given everybody here a talent, and as long as you listen to other people try to define what you are, then you you'll never reach that place. Mm-hmm. So I think you know meditation is good. I think you have to go back and reminisce in your childhood. What was some of the things you like to do? Because this world is designed to take whatever God placed in you to pull that out of you. You know, mm-hmm. again, people have these conflicts. I got a piece called I. With quotations around the I and then E and O, it's like this. There's a war raging in my mind I can't control. It's a constant battle between my flesh and my soul. When I want to do good, my excuse is it's a sin I was sold. At that point, the flesh is winning, running towards the goal. What must I say? What must I do? Nothing. But take the I out of your mind and allow him to do everything that he promised. If it is written, that's what he said. Like the battle is not yours, or have you forgotten what you read? Well, read it again, but this time focus on your soul, because really the war is an illusion. That is a stroke. Hmm. And I mean, I try to tell people you need to find that place. It's in everybody. You need to find that place where um, you can actually listen. You know, some people find theirs. On retreats, some people find they're going to the beach. I don't know. But you need to find that place, and I'm just I'm glad that I found mine. And hopefully, the information won't stop coming. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful journey. 
definitely a beautiful journey. Yes, and I and I and I wanted to go back to when you said the professor said that the key thing is exactly what you said. You know, if it's coming from divine divine presence, then you'll be given what is necessary and what is needed. When you talk about being a superman, I talk about being a superhero, right? And right. period. Like you said, as right. a child, we are open to be all that we are created and, and purposed to be. And then mm-hmm. some, some things come along and they begin to, you know, try to mold us and we start reacting to it and we we, we forget that presence. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm not surprised that um, someone was made to feel a little bit uncomfortable because you don't have these quote-unquote degrees. I have degrees, but not... I have degrees, but not because I necessarily need them. I have degrees so that I'll get kicked out of places so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a degree in, and I got a bachelor's in um, business. But the thing with degrees to me, I mean, being honest with me, my degree is is basically like a charming or some type of tissue. I mean, really, I right. can get like my ass with it. Just to be not to be funny, but because I mean, what what I have now. I wouldn't trade it for nothing, and so those mm-hmm. it, they, they're basically just paper, and uh, mm-hmm. you, you get an accommodation from a man, and I don't need a man to give me no credibility on what I'm doing. Absolutely. You, know, you, you, you can like it or not like it. I made up my mind that I started my quest like a baby eagle being pushed out of the nest. There were many times I prepared for a fall. However, when a message was delivered. I answered the call. The sweetest angelic sound penetrated my ear, saying, don't be afraid. I am here. And your job is to write all the things that I say. The material is divine and will come along the way. At that very moment, I knew I was touched. Heavenly Father, I can only say thank you, and I love you so much. Day after day, I continue to write all the things that I receive from the light. My goal is, and what I promise to do, is once I get there, to come back for you. That's why I dedicate that one to Harry Tuck. Mm. Excellent. Wow. 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 So, so let me find out. So um, when you are, so are you just, I, I'm always curious as how people, people always say, and, and Google kind of may remember why I'm asking something of this nature, but people often say, well, no, you know, I can't, I can't reach out to Nikki Giovanni. I can't reach out to Michael Bazin. How how does he get a a, a poem in in Essence magazine? How I can't do that. He must have a lot of money. He he must spend a lot of money. How does that perspective? Um, my, my thing is, um, I refuse to be told no. So I mean, like I mean, some, it's most of divine intervention. Like at the Michael Bazin when he came. Um, you know, I was already talking to the producer. She happened to be in Atlanta in a radio producer's office when I was trying to talk to that radio producer. But I met her over the phone. I hadn't met Michael Bailey. So without the contact, I went into one of his events. And I actually, when I walked in, the place was full. So I was like, where, where am I going to sit? But I, I need to talk to this man. I want to talk to him. And so the universe opened up to me because I walked through the, walked the whole building and on the front row, they had, on both to the left of me and to the right, they had reserves on both seats. And so as I started to walk back to the, you know, the back to find another seat, I stopped. And it was like, Sanchez, you got a whole row to yourself. So I moved the ropes from the reserves, and I sat down right in front of the podium. And um, 
when he came out, he actually, he was like, this young man right here, like, he got something he want to say. So he called me up to the on stage, and um, it went from there. So a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. When you, when you get that instinct or that intuition to say go, you can't be hesitant. You have to move. And those doors open, you know, it's like in football. When I play football, you know, sometimes you could be running towards the line and the guy will still be blocking. But just that one second, the hole will open up for one second. If you bust through, you're on your way to the end zone. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, that taught me to always be prepared and always be watching. Mm-hmm. You have to watch that, all the time. That's real interesting. Um, I'm sure so many people can remember a situation just like that that probably saved their life. Just like, for example, you're sitting at a traffic light in a busy or not busy intersection. The light changes green and then something just tells you to wait. So you don't take your foot off the brake and a tractor trail or a car or a child runs by the front of your car. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or you Things could drop like that something. Happen. Yeah, you could drop something and have to try to reach over to pick it up. In that instant, a car just shot right past your view. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to listen. We have to, we need to listen more because this universe is speaking to us. Speak life. All, I mean, all the time. And when you sleep, when you awake, when you're in your shower, when, I mean, all the time. So you have to find that place where you can listen. Right now, they got us, we, we trapped. But everything is artificial. It's like an artificial intelligence has taken over the planet. I got a piece called hmm. Artificial Intelligence. Um, we live in an artificial world. Yeah. It's called Artificial Intelligence. We right. live we live in an artificial world today, revived by artificial humans called the American Way. An artificial government ran by artificial rules, yeah, by artificial politicians called artificial fools. The Egyptians sliced and diced. They made a new design of an artificial man with an artificial mind, an artificial boy and an artificial girl with artificial soul in an artificial world. Artificial people walking every day with artificial tans and artificial spray. Mr. Artificial, please understand, this world is mine, the original man. I'm tired of your artificial wind and your artificial air. My artificial sister's wearing your artificial hair. With your artificial nails and your artificial eyes, watching your artificial show, telling artificial lies. Mr. Artificial, what must I do? Nothing. Mother Nature would eliminate you. No more artificial apples, no more artificial meat, no more artificial lotions like the rays from the heat, no more artificial rain, and no more artificial No. Your Christianity and Jesus both have to go. No more artificial trees, no more artificial sky. No more artificial pyramids, no more artificial eye, no more white artificial guys for people to see, because God should be represented black, just like me. <laughs> wow. There used to be a radio show here in my hometown of Milwaukee. I promise mm-hmm. you, I'm just going to tell you, I had a flashback moment, Sanchez. Are you, are you aware with uh, uh, Teju, Brother Teju? <laughs> nope. I can't even say Jesus' last name, but he was—he was a poet as well, and he was a yearbook. And he, after something like what you just said, uh-huh. he would go, "Yeah, you know, he was." 
imitate you. <laughs> what is this? What is this? But I'm honored by you sharing with us today. Those of you that are listening on the phone lines, internet, let in the archives. And um, I want to thank you all for showing, sharing, sharing with us on today. This show is simply just a show we put together because it is needed and necessary. Remember, everything is needed and necessary. And the reason why I didn't want the brother to apologize earlier is because there was nothing that was said that was offensive. Uh, this is life. This is an existence. This is an experience based upon the experience of people, of an of experience of life, and showing how transformation occurs no matter where you are, showing how the light is always shining no matter who you are, showing that no matter what we do, we are going to have to be, we are going to have to express the divine within. Um, when Sanchez began, one of the poignant things you said to me to just touch my heart. You said, I'm having headaches, and I keep hearing poems. That means your brain was going to explode because you had messages to share with people. You had words that were waiting to dance upon the hearts of other people. You know, you, there were images to be seen that your, only your words could create. And so um, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm tickled when I hear you read. It just tickles me. So that's a good thing because Guru you knows I'm really big about laughter and joy and embracing so I thank mm-hmm. you for that, Brother Sanchez. I'm tickled. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on the show. Awesome. Awesome. Joy and light. Definitely. Uh... Yeah, thank you for having me. And I like the nakedness of it. I like the way that? in which you I like that you... It's like my what's my poem I, I, when I say in my poem that no preservatives, no additives, just just simply me, and that's how you present your poems. And you can tell that they're unedited, un unscripted, like by your own fears and experiences and influences. It is truly one that is given to you that is flowing for that purpose. Right. That it was intended. So I, I, mean, I it, find it, it, this whole thing is really ironic. Like I said, uh, when I was in school. Um, you know, I I play playing football. I got other girls to do my term papers and papers and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. making no excuses. So um, I never was. I, I hated English. I hated English movies. I hated to hear somebody speak in a, that native English tongue. Um, it actually irks my skin. I hate to hear that now. Um, so anything dealing with English, you know, and um, brother. Brother Eddie brought some stuff to my attention because I was telling him I don't I don't even know grammar, and um, you know I, I admitted that to him and I was telling him I didn't use commas and periods in my poems or uh, quotation marks and he was like, um, well, Sanchez, you know, don't feel bad about that because the ancients didn't use it, use it either, and so once he once he enlightened me on that I was I felt a lot better because I thought I was you know sort of, I guess not retarded but ignorant in a, in a way, and um. I didn't know how to communicate to that to some, some, somebody, and uh, I shared it with him, and he, he helped me out a lot. So, you know, it's a learning process for me, and um, hopefully, we all gonna continue to grow, and um, hopefully, I'll be able to share some more stuff with you, some things that I hear. Absolutely. As long as, as long as we keep staying in the flow, my noble, it will definitely happen. You know, because it's like you're saying, you know, just like what uh. Dr. Alfonso was saying uh, previously, you know, before you came on, the person that was on before you, Mm -hmm. uh, everything has to revert back to simplicity. Everything has to revert back to just like the sun shines. 
the sun can be restricted in a lot of ways. You can put colored glass in front of it. You know, you can uh, impede it. Just like sitting under a shade tree. The sun will still shine through from time to time as the wind blows. Everything works in the harmony to benefit and sustain life. Mm-hmm. So if we step back and let things do what they do, everything will be all right. You know, when we try and put our hand in the fire to try and correct something that's natural and that's working, that's when, Absolutely. you know, stress and uh, all of these things, the dis-ease happens. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like that old song my mother used to say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Be who you are, you know, simply. <laughs> and I just want to, I want to say something to you, uh, Brother Sanchez. This is what came to me. I was told to tell you to release that um, language of what you hated because the very thing that you hated is now a love of yours. It's not the English language. It's a presentation of it. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? Right. It was the presentation. It was the presentation of this ideal of English, and it was a part of you that knew, as as uh, brother told you, it was not about the commas and the periods. It was about again the expression of the divine. That someone needed to hear that. Someone needed to hear that they hold pearls and they should hold them dear to their heart. Someone needed to hear that the that the rhythms that were given to them, that the words and the images that were given to them and the and the bounds that were given to them were not true. Someone needs to hear you in its raw and pure sense, and that's what the divine is, a raw and pure essence. It is uninhibited, no additives, no preservatives, no remakes, no supplements, just pure as it is, divine presence. And that's how when you do that, so you so again, I'm going back to this word again. Don't apologize for your for your ascension into who you are. Don't don't apologize for being the scribe that needs to share that which is a divine presence inside of you. You know, as as like I say, as I as I write and I hear, you know, I've been doing a lot of study. A lot of people bring a lot of information my way too to share with me. Um, I I didn't know this until 2011 that my actual middle name is Marche, and and Marche was actually um, one of the scribes. In other words, to Hootie, the guy that was actually um, a point people to be Marche, and he actually delivers messages through the light to people. And, you know, he may have 20 or 30 or 40, I mean, maybe more Marches around the world. But it's interesting that my middle name is actually Marche. And it means truth, law, or the word, one who receives the divine law and transfers it to the people. And so I found that interesting. I thought I was off work today. Hello? Guru. Guru. Yes? I, I thought I wasn't going to have to work today. So why does man have to work today? <laughs> now I done tapped in. Now you heard what he just said, right? Mm-hmm. I called him a what? And I said that he's what? what? So Sanchez, I'm, uh, Sanchez I'm, te- I'm teasing Brother Guru. Because okay. I said I'm supposed to be off work and he's supposed to handle this segment, but your spirit had me to 
your presence ignited the spirit, which allowed me to be able to remind you that you were a scribe, and what reminded you that your middle name is that of a scribe, right? Mm-hmm. So I told, so I was teasing Guru, saying I thought I was off this hour because I that's what I do, I, I share information, right, as it comes to me. But it's just so funny. I said, okay, Guru, I'm not taking no calls today. I'm not doing it. And I'm, I'm just kidding. If you're on the phone lines and, and there's a message, there's a message um, for someone phone line. Excuse me one second, Sanchez. There's okay. a message for someone right now. Um, someone recently lost, like, a mother figure, and I want to tell you that she is coming through. She has a – you buried her in blue dress. Uh, blue dress. Uh, she's telling me that she was thankful for the blue dress, and she's also telling you that if you – don't have to argue with people about what she left you. That's the message. So if that was you, if you want to call in or push one, or if you're listening um, on the Internet, if you want to see me an email or talk to me more, you can always do that after the show. Matter of fact, I think we're going to take a quick break, and uh, <laughs> Google got me working. i got to go. So we are talking today with, uh, in this segment, uh, Brother Sanchez Garner, who I am so, like, appreciating his presence here today, and we are joined also, of course, by our co-host, Brother Guru. And here are moments of conversation. We'll be right back after we take this commercial break. So stay tuned. we got some more of this powerful and inspired poetry from Sanchez Garner. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, not to my reality, encouragement while dancing in the storm, and seeking escape, a conversational journey to your true reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com, and MarianAfoorSpeaks.com. You can also join Marian Afour for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marian Afour, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. Life and spiritual coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480. 480- 269 1038 480 269 1038 or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E F U A Speaks.com. Marion Efua. Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Bye. 
5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion of Four. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. All right, and we are back here on Moments of Conversation. I am joined today by Mr. Sanchez Garner and, of course, my co-host, the lovely and honorable Brother Gouda. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, Brother Sanchez was sharing his journey with us and identifying. And this is what it's about. When you begin to be who you are, you will begin to have an experience it allows you to identify why you were given what you were given. And sometimes our parents may have lost the conscious reason why they've done that, but his middle name represents one that is actually who he is. So it just takes time for us to do some self-reflection and to honor that space. So, again, welcome back, Brother Sanchez. Thank you. Yes, Brother Guru, what was you trying to say before the break to me? Um. I actually forgot. <laughs> uh, I'm, oh, just, I'm just really o- overtaken because um, the earth, everything that is right now is definitely go- coming to uh, an awakening, a remembrance, uh, mm-hmm. a higher vibratory transformation, if I can say or use that term. Um there's so many things that's been going on for so long that doesn't benefit all of life that you know it's it's I don't know it's it's just like it's 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 really incredible if you just uh sit back and just breathe for a while and just look at life you know mm-hmm. just like um you know just like even political not the political but say finances Every major country is basically going through uh, hurdles and whatnot. So the so-called third world countries are doing all right because they weren't, you know, into the money game or these things anyway. There's certain resources and things that they needed. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's all right. It's like um, I went to the store today, and um, I got some change back, and the change felt funny. It's like you could (laughs) tell there's no copper you know, it's, it's it's funny. It's almost like it's um, you know, that toy money that children play with. Where you know, you give a child a cash register with the with the plastic. It's crazy. But but overall, Guru, you just wanted some dollars back. Yes, I did. Yes, I definitely did. I want some real currency. I want something with some energy to it. This can and stuff like that. It's like, wait a minute. Did somebody squeeze up a Pepsi Cola can and just you know? <laughs> but um, it's 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 really all about just like what uh. Brother Alonzo was saying, what Sanchez is saying, what a lot of your guests have said, excuse me, it's about getting tapping into that energy, allowing that energy to speak through you, uh, free-flowing. I mean, you know, this is really what time it is. It's not really about color. It's not about a lot of things truly, but overall it's an individual, it's an individual journey to the collective. Mhm. Mhm. 
Oh, say that again, Brother Guru. It's an individual journey to the collective, yeah. you know. Because the collective is found in the divine presence, of the divine creator like of all that ever was, is, and shall be. See, right there, right there is where the unity is. Right there is when the truth is. Right there is where life is. That's why I tell you, you know, <laughs> y'all know I deal with all types of people, and this lady wanted to ask me something, and she said, I hope I don't offend you when I ask you this. And she says, I have a black African, what she called it, she didn't say black African-American. She said, I have an African-American friend who's going to be moving to Indiana, and she's really nervous about moving to the Midwest as a black woman. And I just started laughing. I said, why would you be able to send me? She said, because I had to tell you she was black. I said, I said why? Mm-hmm. Right? You want you feel, you feel obviously feel that I can assist her, and you, and you deem me to be validated, she, to be able to assist her, so let me assist her. And we grew from that. And we help that's how that's how you that's how we help each other in the journey. But Mr. Sanchez, Brother Sanchez, Mr. Garner. Yes. I would like to hear another poem from the scribe. Okay. Uh let's see, let's go with I give you the one that was in the Michael Jackson. The first page oh, of the okay. Michael Jackson. Okay. It's called what Black. month was that Essence magazine before you started? Was, what when was that? It was in the September. It was in two thousand nine. With Gabrielle Union on the front cover. So it's called Blackness. Blackness is purple. Blackness is gold. And those are just a few descriptions of the stories untold. Blackness is beauty. Blackness is rare. Blackness is a strength from the locks of our hair. Blackness is intelligence. Blackness is wise. The mysteries of a black man are still a surprise. Blackness was the beginning. And blackness will be the last. Blackness will always survive. Just look at our past. Blackness sits on top of the pyramid, and then it dilutes. Blackness has a variety of colors. Just look at the roots. Blackness is loving. Blackness sometimes rebels. And if your world doesn't have blackness, then you're living in hell. Then. Thank you. Wow, I see why they made it to that to that context. I was just sitting here, just seeing the people that were listening and paging through and looking at your book, at your um, poem and that piece, and why it was chosen. Very well, very well. All right, Mr. Sanchez, I am honored again to have you here, Guru. We got about four minutes left in the program, and I uh, want to welcome and thank everyone for joining and stopping by today. We had two very powerful male energies, and y'all know the feminine divine is always present, but we need that balance. And so I, I'm always honored to have the male um, presence to be here with us, the, the other side of who I be, the other side of who they need to see, uh, which is me. So I'm honored by that. Whew, wow, I'm honored. So, Guru, any final words before we wrap up the program? Um, just let your light shine, basically, in love and truth. Just let your light shine, no matter who you are. And so it is. So it is. All right. And Brother Sanchez, I definitely thank you for um, coming forth and speaking your truth and sharing what was given to you to give to the world. 
and uh, Fufu's on her pro on this program. Mm-hmm. I want to thank both of you guys for having me on the show, and hopefully, at a point in time, I could be another guest again because I really enjoyed oh, yeah. myself, and uh, it was a, it's a it's a wonderful experience. Absolutely, I got my mind now. I said I have you. I have Elizabeth, I have Spitfire, and I also have, what was the other poet I used to have on? I forget his name now. i got to go back. I have Life. That's his name, Life. So I think that we might do a spoken word, energy. I also got a, um, what's another woman that we had on? She was Latina. Do you remember Guru? I used to have on very, way back in the beginning of the show. But I, I'll find it because all i got to do is look back in my notes. And uh, somewhere on this wall, there's a note about her. But we'll, maybe we'll do a, a feature. Maybe we'll do a slam poetry set. That would wow. be good. Yeah, that would be online, awesome. Online, the first of its kind, an online yes, slam indeed. set. That's I'm right. The universal slam set. Yes, I should go ahead. You're going to let me pull out my pawns on y'all and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. sure, indeed. Yeah, and we could have we could have uh, the audience call in and uh, mention the topic, what they're gonna slam on, you know? Yes, I'm telling you, I'm, I got this. Oh, man, you you didn't even know? I have so much energy. See, this is this is this is, this is look, look. You see, hear what's coming out, don't you, Guru? Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, but uh, I I love I love the presence that everyone shares with me. Everyone, I like to have fun. I enjoy laughter. I I believe in bling. Being, 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 because that's where we are. We're just not one-sided. We're not one-dimensional. We are multi-dimensional. So with that, again, I thank everyone who has taken time out of their day to join us here on Moments of Conversation. Brother Guru and I send the best love, peace, and happiness unto everyone. Continue magnification to live exponentially. Remember, I will be in Baltimore, Maryland. The ticket price is going to go up on the 5th. So you want to get your tickets now. I'm telling you, I know y'all procrastinating. Go ahead and buy your ticket now, and or you can join me on a webinar, which is going to be on the 16th, but it's not the same as being in person. I mean, trust me, ask anyone who's been there, just take a, take a guess. If you think you're feeling me now, just imagine me in person. So check that out, and then I'll be back in Phoenix on the 25th. So come and live exponentially. It is not about material things. It is much deeper than that, but it can bring you the material things that your heart's desire. So with that, we remember that when you are going down the road and things begin to cloud your way, overwhelm you, make you feel like you just can't go on. Stop. Take a deep breath and say, that is not my reality. No, it is only true if you only believe, and that it's not the end of the road. Take a deep breath. Sit back and receive that which is awaiting you. Receive the opportunities that are around you and surrounding you and listen for the cold from inside. And then you'll know that it's time for you to move toward that which is awaiting you. Until next time, continue peace and blessings. Thank you, sister. I see.